When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is January 15th, 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Wednesday Night Wars, AEW, Bash at the Beach, NXT. More rounds of uh, more matches in the Dusty Classic. First round, we had a women's battle royal to determine the new number one NXT contender. A lot going on tonight. Major AEW news that broke this morning. Uh, Matt, how are you feeling about the, the world of Wednesday Night Wrestling tonight? Great. I thought AEW got him again tonight, though. That eight-man tag was frigging it's sensational. Um, I liked the show. I liked it a lot. What do you think, Justin? And do you think it was a mistake how NXT continues to program this uh, against AEW right now that is on a roll? Uh, well, I mean, I know we all kind of expressed our, you know, we're not overly thrilled about the, the tag team tournament. I think we give it all moved, but I mean, they're committed to it. They got to finish it now. So they're kind of yes. locked into it for the next yes. however, however much is left. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, this is hard for NXT. I mean, AEW had, AEW has is bringing something nostalgic back and bash at the beach. Anybody that watched wrestling through the 80s and 90s, that's pretty cool to see back. Uh, that's, that's one that Vince never did when he, you know, he did Great American Bash, never did Bash at the Beach. So that's cool. It was a stack lineup. Um, you know, the news you reference, which I guess you're a little cliffhanger for people to hang on to later in the podcast. We'll, we'll, Let's we'll just talk. open with it. Let's just open with the news, all right? All right? All right. All Matt, right. you saw the news today, right? No. Okay, good. Uh, AEW renewed by TNT through 2023. So we got three more years. AEW Dynamite. Yeah, AEW Dynamite. And straight to series order for another night of wrestling on TNT brought to you by AEW. The Wait, say that again? What's There's the second gonna, part? There's going to be another night, another program on TNT brought to you by AEW. So they're going to get a second show. They've already got a straight to series order from the network. No launch date's been announced yet, but there's going to be another night of wrestling potentially or another night they go head to head with WWE. I hope they don't use it to do a package show in, you know what I mean? Or a magazine show. Yeah. WWE used to do WCW used to do. I hated those and I never watched them. I hope. You know what I bet you it's going to be? I bet you it could be being the elite. Interesting. Yeah, there's there's been speculation. I've heard heard from people today. There's no guarantee that it's going to be. I saw a lot of references of like, oh, this is their version of Thunder or or Saturday Night on TBS. But there's no. I've also heard speculation that it might not be a straight wrestling show like Dynamite is, like Raw, SmackDown, NXT, that it could be something where a little more reality show based where it's a way to tell the character stories a little bit more. It's going to be different. I guarantee it's going to be different with knowing AEW and what they've set out to do, which is not to sound corny, but change the world of wrestling, right? Yeah. Um, I bet you it's something different. I pray it's not a magazine show. Being the elite, I think, would be good. I think it would be a hit. Yeah. I mean, good for them, man. And I think uh, the yeah, ratings street, right. I mean, look at the ratings uh, that they've had to date. NXT is struggling uh, right now, not to stay on the air or anything, but they're struggling. And what pisses to, me off? It doesn't. It, it, listen, it doesn't. I shouldn't say it pisses me off because that sounds like I'm just being a hater. But what bothers me about the NXT stuff is 
why instead of running counter programming to them and trying to compete why not just give AEW that night do you know what i mean and build a wrestling audience that guess what and wake up wwe you can't build yeah okay so get them to do your work for you you should have left AEW the freak alone to run wednesday nights build this new audience that is combined with an old uh, audience that got away from wrestling a little bit over the years, right? Probably went to UFC instead and came back for nostalgia reasons because it's back on TNT, let's say. They sampled it. Maybe they liked it. Then you have the fans that love this new age, fast-paced, action-packed wrestling that AEW does. So here's an audience that WWE is really not building, let's say. Let AEW take over the entire night, get all the higher the, the ratings they can, and then, and only then, once it becomes successful then try to cut into that audience yourself. It, it's doing marketing for your own company when you think about it. If you really think long and hard about that, right? You guys get what I'm saying? Yeah. You let well, them be the bait. You let AEW be the bait to go out and get new viewers. And then if it works, then you as WWE, you try to see some of those acts that work and do it in your own company and then try to take some of those viewers from them. But build it, build it first. Well, going to uh, what WWE insider Justin Labarra said on this very podcast in the past, um, if we're that gonna... Undertaker, that Undertaker's coming back. No, uh, I think if WWE. That's your favorite prediction, Justin Labarra. Is uh, your answer for everything is Undertaker's coming back? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was going to say if and if WWE really wanted to compete with AEW on one of these nights, put the all women show up against AEW. How about this? Don't. Don't compete. <laughs> Let the company build itself and then compete. You'll have a bigger prize. Right now, there's really no prize. Because, okay. listen, this is what people are going to say. If AEW continues to beat NXT, whoopee-doo, you're beating NXT. All right? Um, which I still argue is the best show on WWE, but others will say, no, it's Raw. It's a flagship show. All right? So, if they really want to come, AEW is going to be anyway. It's got to be raw. You know what I mean? For for me to really think they're better than WWE. So that's the question, the prediction I want from each of you, Matt. On this new night, does AEW pick a night with no wrestling, or do they go against WWE on Monday? It depends. Or if if it's a wrestling show, it's not going to matter. WWE is going to counter, uh, whatever you call it, counter produce them, whatever the hell the word is, counteract them. Yeah. Um, if it's a show like I'm predicting it's going to be, being the elite, so a show like that, no. I think it will be on its own night, like a Saturday night or something like that is what I'm going to guess. Okay. Justin, what do you think? Uh, it's tough because I, cause I think – because AEW has been trying to do the pay-per-views on Saturday, correct? So yeah. that would that would make me go against it being a Saturday night show because you don't know. Oh, shit. Yeah, the pay-per-view. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously, obviously – <laughs> There's only so many days in the week. I, I think SmackDown is going to move back to Tuesday sometime this year. I think Fox is going to move it back to Justin, Tuesday. Yes. Justin, you're going to love this. Guess what just popped in my head. Do you remember we used to make fun of it, but I never missed an episode, and that was Sunday Night Heat. Yeah. Hmm. And the reason why that was a smart play for WWE, because MTV was red hot at the time, it was a perfect play into their pay-per-view. So maybe AEW does something like that, where they do it being the Elite Series, where the in the date of the pay-per-view – 
it airs and it builds, you know, the momentum yeah. for that pay-per-view that night without being a corny magazine show. Yeah, maybe. It, we just have to keep in mind it's going to be on TNT and obviously TNT has their you know has their hand deep in with the NBA. So we have to be mindful of what's already on certain nights. You don't want to be preempted half the year. So I don't know. It, it, this, that'll be yeah, interesting to watch. See? One of the big one of the biggest things that, that obviously this is great for the business. This is great for the wrestlers. Uh, obviously for WWE, yeah. you, you lose some negotiating hold. If you, WWE might have been able to hold on to some wrestlers who are like, I, I don't know if this AEW thing's going to work. Well, it's sticking around now. Yeah. Um, one of the big things is a lot of the people that signed with AEW in this first year. So a lot of the building blocks that joined AEW from you know the before Dynamite even launched. You know, a lot of them got three year deals, and because obviously there's uncertainty of okay, what's going to happen here. You know, all of them had like a stipulation that in that third year, if the company was going to go under, that they would still get. You know, they would still be owed a certain amount. So now that this is going through 2023, you know, this this helps AEW with some contracts and some some stability to say, look, we're not going anywhere. We are we're here. We're here to stay. This is not a this is not a one year, two year project. Sometimes always suggesting go against the final hour of Raw. I second that. Uh, Matt, what do you think? I think that's a sweet name, sometimes always. Um yes. Really quick though, let me ask a question. Why was this renewed now? Like, isn't this is this considered premature? Uh, Television Critics Association they do this two week event uh, in the winter and in the summer. So TNT had their day today, and they had mm -hmm. all the TV press there, all the entertainment press there. They started their panel announcing this, um, and it's actually, I mean, it got a lot of attention. Wow. This was a top story on Deadline Hollywood today, which is a big entertainment side. Dude, variety. I know Hollywood exactly Reporter what you covered this. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. They started their panel with this. Yeah, yeah, it was TNT. That big is news. enormous. That yeah. is huge. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it goes to show they are in the wrestling business. They are committed to it. And uh, we'll see what happens. But it's funny. I, on this very podcast the other night, when we were talking, oh, the Revival haven't signed. And I almost said out loud, uh, guys, I think the ship has sailed. AEW is doing okay, but it's not setting the world on fire. I don't think they're going to be giving out big money deals anymore. You know, now if they've got another we night, regardless of what the actual series is, this opens up room for more big talent. And they're going to need anchoring talent. Listen, which made sense for you to say, but yeah. I would argue it still makes sense because it, it still has the new car. It's still losing that new uh, new car smell. It yeah. still is, regardless. I don't care what they program on that show. It could be Jesus Christ walking out there, like literally. And I'm telling you right now, it's still losing that car, the new car smell that every show loses eventually. Um, so that's where these their storylines have got to pick up. They've got to start pushing the right talents, which they started. They've been starting to do. I feel um, the big money players that and the ones that can potentially make them more money. Not worrying about every Tom, Dick, and Harry on the lower end of the card, in the middle of the card, but the guys that could be closing out shows or starting shows off. If you want to start with the main event, like this happening so much in wrestling now, take care of those those talents um, yeah. and book them appropriately. Yeah, I mean AEW's obviously they've got some great numbers out the gate, out the gate, relatively speaking. You know, you're out, you're building from scratch. What I really want to know, though, like you know, we hear, so we see all the, you know, Jericho's got the best contract of his life, as as he said, and you know, I, you know, they have this TV deal. Um, you know, they're doing a couple pay per views a year. They're not touring like WWE does. So they're not doing a lot of live events, and so doesn't so like there's a lack of gate. What, what I'm curious, you know, like Glenn, you work in, you know, you work here in a business. Matt, you run a town. You know, I, I work 
as a GM in a sports network, we all are familiar with PNLs. Like, I really want to, I really want to get a better grasp of like, mm. what are they actually pulling in? You know, I mean, like, you know, what are the like, like, what did tonight's gate in Miami do? Like, I and I really right. wish that I could get a better understanding of like, it's it t- you've got to spend money to make money. I'm not expecting them to make money in the first year or even the second year, but I'm just curious, like, exactly like how much they're dumping into this and what are they expecting to get it back out because they're they're not touring as much. You know, I just What's, yeah. It is, it, it, the thing with this company, though, I really strongly feel their merch can really set yeah. them apart. I really do. Those fans For love sure. wearing that, though, their gear. For and sure. They do make cool gear. So the downside of not running house shows is you lose that opportunity to sell them. But then here's my counter argument to my own point on that. And that is, well, guess what? It's the day, it's the day and age of the internet, right? We get all of our shit online. I don't know about yeah. you guys. I get everything, sneakers, everything. I don't go to the stores no more. I get everything, generally speaking, online. It's faster. It's easier. I have a bigger variety to choose from. So I would be very interested to see how much money they make in merch. And then my next question is how much of that do they I'm, – I'm imagining like the Young Bucks are not giving up to AEW. Right. Like, 80% royalty rights to their gear. No way. Yeah. Because um, they're – if they did, you know. Because their shirts are, aren't there? Because their shirts are done with pro wrestling tees, correct? So I, yeah, I, but I'd be, maybe, I'd, maybe. I'd be I'd be curious. Yeah, does every guy have their own deal? Like, I mean, Matt, well, because at one time I, no I don't idea. know. If it's, at one time I don't know if it still is a WWE. If you were a talent, you got like three percent of every shirt. I don't remember the percentage, honestly. I just remembered. Um, I didn't have a T-shirt with WWE. TNA, I did. Okay, but I just remember like what the checks look like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I remember. Enzo, when he was making the rounds, talking about it, he was saying it's like less than a dollar per shirt that he was making when he was the top merch seller for that period of time. Now, he, John Cena probably makes more, but I think that gives you an idea of what somebody for through the NXT system is bringing in. I'm assuming AJ probably has a better deal. You think? Who knows? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so yeah, the, and, and Matt, to your point about the way people do things now, um, yeah. Yeah, part so of what. The shirt sells for twenty five bucks. I mean, yeah, I mean, you three percent, you'd be, yeah, like seventy five cents potentially of, which is crazy when you think about it. Kind of nuts. Um, but uh, what I was gonna say, Matt, to your point, is that TNT part of what they're talking about. AEW is talking about. They're talking about all the impressions across social. It's not just about ratings. They're talking about the buzz yes. this is building online. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. So uh, yeah, now Justin, do you have the figure of what the TV deal is worth each year? Now it was a pretty big number. I think it was uh, in the ballpark of what NXT on USA is getting. Correct. The T. I'm sorry, the TV deal for who? For AEW on TNT now, because uh, no, I, I I don't, and I don't, and that's what I'm kind of curious about. Like I, I'm trying to figure out like what what the revenue looks like. Now. So here's here's the other question though. Um, you want to drive your business to TV. For the viewership so these ads will pay you more money right that's the name of the game right all right guys so while i agree wrestling nowadays needs to be judged and gauged very differently than just tv ratings it does need to be what your social uh, media imprint is what is uh, what kind of uh, run is your hashtags getting uh what kind of run is your youtube channels getting what kind of run comments even i would argue um does your um posts get all that glued into one right but then here's my question how as a commercial a company that makes commercial ads and wants to participate 
in this new gauge that you as AEW are trying to put out to the folks? How do they get their money back? Because they can only really advertise on TV. So here's where I think AEW needs to be smart and use these same commercial, like sell what they're selling right now, not just the TV ratings, sell the social media stuff, the imprints on social media, the YouTube stuff, all that crap, right? The memes, yeah. as funny as that sounds, all that crap in one, right? Because they're, they're right about that. It's strong interest, it's getting eyeballs, it gets people's attention. So if I'm AEW, I would start running ads with those. I would bring them and say, hey, look, not only are we going to put you on our TV show during commercial break, Mr. Johnson & Johnson or whomever they use as an ad um, or company, but we're going to put you you know, on our on our YouTube. We're going to put you on our social media. So when you go like to AEW's Twitter page and you watch like a 30-second clip, they do throw a commercial in there really quickly so they can make even more ad revenue that way and not just keep it only you know, isolated to television because we're getting out of the television you know what I'm surprised I haven't seen a pro wrestling well WWE's never done this and I haven't and you know and WCW did, did all the time and it's uh, logos on the mat selling snicker you know right? snickers Halloween havoc dude what, I snickers. said that to TNA years ago bro when they, they brought five hour energy I go why are we not doing this all the time with many companies right I, I mean like Mexico I, I, does know, it I remember when I was a kid and I used to watch like yeah AAA or whatever and I'd see yeah. like. Um, what's the women's tampon company here that I'd always see their logo on their ring? Comet or Comex or something like that? I Don't always text. remember that. Don't ask me. Yes. Dude, I mean, Don't ask 20, me why, but I always remember them. Don't ask me why I know the name of that. <laughs> I, I don't even like, I'm not even a sweets person. And 20 years later, I can remember that Snickers was always the Halloween Havoc. WCW came yeah. I, like it, it's so weird because you saw it over and because you look at the ring the whole damn night. Like I, like I'm surprised that it's the greatest. That, it's called a canvas, ironically it, enough. Exactly. Yeah. Do, you, do you? I mean, do you know what Vince could get for a WrestleMania canvas if he if he sold sponsorship to? to I mean, that, I that, don't get why they don't. I never understood that. Disturbed individual proving his statement. Five dollar super chat saying money talks. That's all. Uh, Good job, disturbed individual. Yes, I like that. I like people that spend money just to make a statement. <laughs> God knows I've done too many of those. I think I, if you could see what's behind this backdrop in this office, a lot of stuff I bought just to make a statement, perhaps only to myself. Now it's cluttering up my office. Um, anyhow, so we're going to get into AEW and talk about tonight. Just a quick shout out uh, that we've got. Raj forwarded this to me. That uh, Wrestling Inc. is participating in promoting Brugga Down Entertainment and Face to Face Wrestling School are giving away a trip for two to the Brugga Down Wrestling event in Barbados. This event will feature many top stars like Mar Marty Skrull, Flip Gordon, PJ Black, Brian Cage, Tyrus, Matt Sadal, Melina, and a host of other great wrestlers. Now, the trip includes airfare, hotel, front row tickets to the show, and a poster autographed by all of the talent. You must be at least 18 to enter and win, and other restrictions may apply. For more information, visit Face to Face, that's the number two, Face to Face Wrestling on Facebook or Instagram. There are three ways to enter, which can be found on all of their social media outlets right now. Go to Face to Face Wrestling on Facebook or Instagram to learn more. And uh, yeah. Come on, Raj. Why, why don't we get sent to Barbados? It's true. What's the name of this company? Uh, this, I believe, uh, Brugga Down, B-R-U-G-G-A-D-O-W-N. I apologize if I massacred that name. But uh, they're partnering with Face-to-Face -face Wrestling School, and uh, that's the one owned by uh... – help me out. We've had him on the show before. Why am I blanking on this? i got to look Give at it. Give me the name of the city, and I'll tell you. Yeah. Um... He's been on our show. Wrestling Inks Podge? Oh, yeah. Uh, Heath Slater. 
Oh, uh, very cool. Yeah. That's cool. So there you have it. So we have a lot to talk about tonight. I know this news, big news. Uh, and speaking we're gonna of... Skim, uh, we're going to skim over NXT. We've already done a we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll skim over NXT. I, I feel sure, like I have sure. to bring this up. So Matt, you mentioned what uh, killer match they opened with this four-way to determine the new number one contender for the tag team titles. Santana and Ortiz versus Kenny Omega and Adam Page versus the Young Bucks versus the best friends with Orange Cassidy. Meanwhile, on NXT, I thought for some reason Keith Lee was getting his North American title bout tonight. And I was like, oh, they're opening up with that match. Good counter programming. But no, it was just Keith coming out there uh, to cut a promo and then get nope. attacked. Nope. Yeah, they smoked them in that opening segment. AEW smoked them. So talk about what you loved about this four-way tag match, Matt. Every once in a while, not every once in a while, it feels like every week, actually. But I get to this point where I watch a lot of the tag team action and it gets moving so quick with these false finishes and these combinations and i'm just going holy shit, like bleep just it's so impressed by the athleticism and usually you know okay i'm a big mark for storylines and storytelling i love all that right but again there's that athlete part in me that's sitting there going holy crap i could never do like so much of that went on toward the end the second half of that match uh, especially when the Young Bucks got in. I'm not just saying that because I'm always or nothing like that. I'm being serious. When they got in toward the end, um, it was just boom, 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 boom. But it was 100 miles an hour. And people will say, well, that's the problem. They need to slow down more. Uh, not me. Not for my not for my taste nowadays. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Loved it. This is my favorite match tonight. Um, I, I really dug it a lot. And uh, there's some quotes so to the innovation that was in that match. I was I'm always so impressed with. I really am. The interesting takeaway is Hangman, Adam Page, and Kenny Omega are now the new number one contenders for the AEW World Tag Titles. Mm-hmm. I'm just assuming that this implodes and sets up a one-on-one program between Definitely. them. Well, well, yeah. but let's let's not get lost. The story at the end here: the Young Bucks did a lot of the heavy lifting, as noted on commentary, and yeah. then Hangman. And Omega stole got it. the victory. They kind of, yeah, stole. So, so there's something there, and there was a little bit of of, of jaw jacking going on after. So, um, yeah, you know, I mean, like Matt said, I mean, there's a lot of innovation. You got to appreciate the athleticism. I mean, there, you can certainly, you, if you sit down with a pen and paper, you can start to, who's the legal man? Uh, what you know, there there so, can be things you can you know that you can critique at. But um, so, so let me ask you guys a question. A lot of the barometer like Raj uses, and some and some of us all use actually is. If you had one of your friends over that don't watch wrestling coming and watch the show, whether it's when we we'll say that about Raw, right? During like Lana and Rusev's wedding or whatever, Bobby's little wedding or whatever. Crap like that. We're like, oh, we're embarrassed. This is embarrassing to be a fan. We wouldn't want to see our friends have to watch that, right? We'd be, you know, embarrassed a little bit, right? With some of these horrible storylines. You bring in one of your friends that never watched wrestling and put one of those matches on, like that was put on with that four-way tag team dance. You know what I mean? That's some stuff that we're yeah. going to ask questions about. They're going to be freaking crazy impressed. You're right. You bring you bring in somebody. If you just bring in a, a casual person, they're going <clears> to <throat> stop in awe at the athleticism. It's when you get the wrestling fans that that, that, that will sit down and go, "All right, well, like they didn't sell this here. They know so you know that's mm-hmm. when you get the critiques." Yes. Um, I don't know if you speaking of, of, of the critiques. Baron Corbin had a live tweet right <laughs> after that match ended, and Baron Corbin ripped that match to shreds. Uh, AEW's opening match, so you can go check out his t- Twitter. Yeah, but um, I mean, but what does Ja Rule think about the situation? 
sorry. Um, no, look, I think uh, it was a great opening match. It was. I it was fun. The critique of it. And NXT, I mean, we'll talk about this more with NXT right now. I'm a mark for NXT. I love when people are like, oh, you're in the bag for AEW. It's like, I feel like I'm pretty critical of both sides. But NXT, mm -hmm. like, just blew the lead they had ending 2019 with that amazing go-home. And they they haven't gotten their uh, their footing back yet. It's really sad. I think AEW yeah. put on a stronger show tonight. They absolutely did. Um, and there's no reason why NXT couldn't have been better, especially with that main event. I think uh, it was just some other choices of it's how uh, the tag team tournament. Like, yeah, I'm, very, I'm more interested to see once that. this tag team tournament bl blows over. Once that's over, you know, then we'll have a better gauge. Again. Yeah, but but you're in the ratings war to determine the the winner for Wednesday night. Why are you even doing the tournament when the tournament hey. doesn't mean crap? Really quick, let me let me yeah. answer this. This is Damian Watkins put in two dollars. Thank you, Damian. This is Matt. You see the nine man suplex in the first match. Let me. All right, sorry. Let me just say like, yeah, that was mad corny. I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> the nine man suplex is some shit you should be doing on house shows. I will tell. I will say that. Um, but other than that, uh, I did I did enjoy this match. And again, it smoked anything that NXT was putting out there at the same time. I'd love to see Matt Morgan versus Orange Cassidy. Yeah, what can we book that for Mania Weekend, Justin? Can we do that for Charity Mania Weekend? If Matt if Matt gives me the okay, I will make it happen. I will get a hold of Orange Cassidy. We'll make this happen. Matt's thinking. Hey, look at the wheels turning. What month is this? April. Uh, yeah, like yeah. so you've got something already. Uh, aren't you doing a charity wrestling event, <laughs> Mania Weekend? Is this yeah, I am. Is this Friday? We'll do where our thing's gonna be on Saturday as we had our meeting earlier today. Well, I'll make it happen. I will get a ring and we will have Orange Cassidy versus Matt Morgan. I'm down. Okay. <laughs> there you have it. There you have Damn. it. There you have and it. Then my, and then if my prediction, the Undertaker will come back and it's gonna be you know, <laughs> <laughs> double goose a lot. well, we'll have more details about everything happening Mania Weekend as we get a little bit closer here. But talks are underway. Planning is underway. Um so we got Cody out to the ring and uh, yeah, cutting this promo. Okay. Okay. So let me be a little critical about this, Matt. Do you think mm -hmm. it was wise for them? I mean, this was an amazing promo tonight, this response to MJF, but I feel like this was forever ago that MJF issued these challenges and stipulations and just yes. tonight Cody is responding to it. I agree. I agree. It was a great promo, but I would have liked to have heard it earlier. Um, and I love the part about Warlow, uh, what he said as well. I, that made Warlow look like even a bigger star already. That was awesome that he set the table really nicely for Warlow, I thought. Oh, that uh, Warlow is carrying MJF's bags, but MJF should be carrying Warlow's. Like, like, hey, we, we once, hey, what happens when that guy takes it? What's he going to look like when he takes his suit off? What kind of animal is he going to look like in a, inside of a steel cage? Is he going to steal your thunder? You know what? I like, it was, he's exactly right what he said. That is what a wrestler would really worry about. And that's why he said he was curious as to why it didn't make sense and why MJF was stupid for doing this. Because he said he called him out. He's like, he's going to steal your thunder, dude. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, people pointing out Clay Ford, the best part of, MJ, of Cody's uh, promo was the suit. The Miami Vice uh, reference was awesome. For Bash at the Beach it tonight, was. this didn't really feel like Bash at the Beach. No, this was something different. And I know they used the play on words for nostalgia purposes, obviously. But guys, this was a completely different brand and marketing plan for this. There was, this no, was there was nothing. No, 
there was no sand at the entranceway. I really wanted sand. They had the beautiful lifeguard, <laughs> the bikinis. There was no sand. <laughs> but 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 this was one hundred percent, you know, Don Johnson, Miami Vice feel, which I liked. I thought the logo was dope. Um, it was pretty cool. And then him doing his Don Johnson rendition was pretty sweet. What he wore to the ring. I gotta good. give a shout out. I gotta give a shout out to Wrestling Inc.'s managing editor Nick Hausman. He had a, he had a tweet that I popped for with Cody coming out with the bleach blonde hair and the white suit and the white loafers. He he said Cody looks like Zach Morris grew up to sell cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yeah, he's selling it to Jesse Spano so she can stay up for those tests. Um, That's tremendous. It, it was a good tweet. So. <laughs> to Nick. so we went from that to Joey Janela cutting a promo on Penelope and Kip Sabian. Dug that. Yeah. And then Brandy Rhodes and Mel with Luther in tow versus Chris Statlander and Hikaru Shida. All right. Now, this is where they start to lose me a little bit. Mel, sorry. Got to take a hike. Luther, got to take a hike. Um, yeah, I don't care about either one of them. Um, I don't know. I think they, they, they lower Brandy and Kong. Don't you? And Brandy was not supposed to be the match, mind you. This was supposed to be Mel and Kong, and Kong apparently was not medically cleared due to an illness, so they had to substitute and put Brandy into this last minute today. So I think that took something away because I'd much rather see Kong in the ring than Brandy and have Brandy be on the outside being the the, the leader or whatever. Um, Again, same thing. You know, I I bitched about this last week. They had another spot there where where the babyface girls pulled a chair off under the ring. The ref is being distracted for... What seems like an eternity, just talking to Brandy. But one of the, yeah. my biggest nitpicks of tonight—it's not even a nitpick; it's, it's it's important. They did this three times. This first happened in this women's match. Pro- I don't know. Production keeps missing things. In the start of this match, as the ba- as 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 which we call babyface girls coming down, second one's coming out. Luther comes up to to try to like cut her off of the pass. They the camera cuts away and misses her hit Luther. And the camera also then cuts away and misses Brandy and Mel attack Chris Statlander. They missed both initial strikes, and there's two other times in the show that I'll go at it that production missed. I don't mm-hmm. know if they're not having production meetings. I don't know what what or what the, the lack of but and, and I know some fans go, Oh, you're just picking on AEW. No, it, you have a good product, but I need to be able to see the freaking product. Don't cut away from the so, the pivotal so points. You're right. I've noticed that almost every week, this kind of this this episode happens. Actually, where they miss and cut away too early, um, something bad that WCW used to do. Actually, not not yeah. not a good quality to take from them. But yeah. here's what I'll say, really quick. As soon as you're saying that, I'm thinking in my head, okay, so how could this? How are they missing these shots, right? Because Keith Mitchell is money and then some at, the, at his job. So um, they definitely had production meetings. So I'm thinking, and they gave myself, a shout okay, out, right? so maybe yeah, they did. So, so in my head, I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe it's people of the gorilla position that are sending Luther too early or, 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 or on the headset, not getting it to Keith quick enough that, hey, now cut here. Hey, now cut, now cut to this camera. Okay, go back to the jib. Hey, go back to the hard camera now, which is what they do backstage when they're on their headsets. That's why it's important that the agents go through the matches with their talents so they know what cameras the talents are going to be doing X, Y, and Z in front of at that time. So somewhere along the way, there's a miscommunication in that process between the agents going over that match or the talents telling the agents for that match 
what's going to happen, and it's not happening at the time that they thought that was going to happen. You're well, exactly right, Matt, because they missed that. But then there's other things. They 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 cuddle. This is no headset. They, with DDP. Everybody knows oh, his yeah. entrance. DDP. Hands go up, and he does the bang, and pyro goes off. They cut away yeah. when the pyro went off. And there's, a, there's, there's several. Un- I don't know. Several, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, it's it's maddening to me. Why? I don't got one for that. I don't got one for that. Damian Watkins with the super chat asking, "What can AEW do to further their women's division?" Simple. Same thing I say about their men's division. Push the major stars. And in fact, yeah. I would argue the women's talent on this show is even more obvious as to who they are because they're mega stars, in my opinion. Yes. Shaman 103 saying send the women to the performance center. Not uh, all of them. I disagree yeah. with that. Not all of them. I, I would send some of the, the younger ones that haven't done it as long yet. It's interesting. I mean, so I get with production, there are some hiccups and we haven't heard stories. I mean, there are a couple of producers that work with WWE, but we haven't heard stories about uh, AEW poaching WWE camera guys or board switchers or board ops. Well, those guys are all, free, those guys are all mostly freelance independent contractors. Really? The guys that do WWE yeah. TV your, your each week. Ca- most of your camera people that and it's, just, it's the same camera people every week, and it's just Some. most most of them because several of them are actually based here. Ironically enough, most of them are all independent contractors. And then when they aren't on the road with WWE, they'll come film a Pirates game here or like whatever. Like, tons of sports. Yeah, yeah. So they're not. So I mean, so technically AEW, they're not WWE employees. Is my point, but yeah, but they're but they have such a good retainer situation with WWE that. You know, they, they're not going to... Uh, Shiva Jones in the chat saying, you're crying over production errors. Relax. It's a goddamn TV show. I'm watching television. Like, if it was right. a sporting event, I would have the same it's... issue. Yeah. Like, actually, I was I was thinking the fans were going to, like, start crying that we're putting the show over too hard, actually. Um, so for that comment right there, it's like, <laughs> wait, what? That's yeah. like us watching Seinfeld, and when Kramer comes sliding into the damn room, they miss it. Oh, wait, they don't. Right. Because it's a television show. We're telling stories that we need to see. I'm sorry. There's no excuse to be missing DDP's bang entrance. Yes. Sorry. There ain't and no they excuse do this in the world for that. Every week. Every week they either have bad sound, they're missing shots. Like this is becoming a really, really bad theme that is keeping them from going to the next level. And I think it's going to turn off some some casual viewers. I mean, it's it's bad. Uh, Jose Yepes, though, pointing out at least they don't shake the camera. So there's that. But I would like to you know actually see the finish to a match when it's happening and not still be on the instant replay. But, you know, one can dream. Um, yeah, and as Tammy said, if they're missing big spots, you got to call it out. It's it's a big deal. I think it's a big yeah, deal. Yeah, because back to the, the Shiva guy real quick, dude. Look. I'm <laughs> not tripping on Shiva. No, but I just want to point no. out because I'm sure there's many other that share his thing and here's share his opinion. And, and the thing is, look, you can't have it both ways. You, if you want to you know, celebrate AEW's doing well with good content and they have live television, but you can't celebrate and say, oh, they're having live television, they're doing the same thing WWE's doing, and then not also hold them. I, I hold WWE accountable too if WWE was to miss shots like yeah. that. If you're live TV, there's challenges. I get that. I understand that. I'm just pointing out you have a good product. You don't I don't want to miss the pivotal things. I don't want to miss what's no. Don't you, know? you don't got to back that up. That's called common sense. Why would you? Why, of course you want to see that. That's part of the damn yeah. viewing experience. I got an even better one for you, Matt. Listeners of this podcast in the past 
Matt, uh, you've worked on your audio, you've worked on your camera setup, your internet speed, and why? Because in the when we, like years ago, people were saying, "Oh, we want to hear what Matt has to say," but if we can't hear him well, like, yeah. you know, that's a disconnect. So I think what's good for us is good for AEW or anyone else. Like, you have to put some thought into what you're putting out there if you want people to be able to appreciate it. Presentation counts. Yeah. Uh, okay, moving on. Um, so in that match, uh, Chris Statlander and Takaru Shida did win. We got this Dark Order promo. This was interesting. Talking about how they've uh, taken in literally thousands of potential recruits, uh, alluding that they've had contact with some that others have expressed interest, but they specifically called out Michael Nakazawa. Uh, they were talking to the Exalted One, who was off screen, uh, who was asking about Kenny Omega. They uh, were saying they go through Nakazawa to reach Omega. Brandon Cutler was shown. Um, Adam Page is another target. This is kind of furthering what we've been talking about. Now, do we want to talk about the rumors of uh, the Exalted One? I mean, we talked about this the other night. I mean, do you think, Matt, they're leaning too hard on this idea that if Matt Hardy doesn't join AEW, that this is going to be like a really crappy payoff? How much are they pushing that this is Matt Hardy, though, first, let me ask? What do you think, Justin? Oh, I'll pass. I mean, <laughs> look, this is – well, first off – How no, hard – I, I, mean, I didn't know that they're pushing Matt Hardy as the exalted one. No, no that's, that's the speculation. But the yeah, fact yeah, they keep that... referring to the exalted one, I, I feel like AEW is a very aware that this is what people are speculating. And we've talked about this wow. before. The, Fans can paint themselves into a corner. It's, 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 it's become the worst-kept secret that Matt's contract is up here in, in like six weeks with WWE. That's become like the worst-kept secret. And obviously WWE has not used Matt in tremendous fashion recently. And so like, because that's out there and Matt's got his free to delete videos, which has got a lot of speculation. Matt's really good at that stuff. Um, AEW is leading into all the internet rumors of Matt Hardy wants to go back to his woken, broken character. He does. Uh, he, you know, he, he loves that character. WWE did not buy into it the way that he wanted to. And so AEW is leaning into the internet rumors of, wow, what if we could get Matt to be the leader and let's have this leader be, you know, let's, let's string it along who it is. So, I mean, yeah, they're, they're leaning into it. And, and, and if it's not Matt, if they don't end up getting Matt to do it, if that's not what they want, I mean, there's there's enough other people that are out there that they could plug in there. I mean, you know, that are, <laughs> that are left up to be, so. I agree with Tammy, what Tammy says. Read that, Glenn. Tammy's right. Yes, she's saying it's the fans, the yeah. same fans who swore that Liv was going to come back with Bray. I think fans do it. That's why I think it's a mistake for AEW to even give, uh, you know, give the fans an inch in this regard because it's just going to make it more disappointing when the reveal happens. So you're, let me ask you something. You guys think that AEW was just minding their own business, booking the Dark Order, and then what? People said, hey, online, wouldn't it be cool if Matt Hardy was like the head leader? And then what? Are you saying then AEW then from that moment on started doing this exalted one no, business? No, no, reverse. I think AEW has known that they wanted to. Uh, AEW is obviously they've known they wanted to have some higher power be right. Dark Order. I think okay. now they are going to string these vignettes along more, noting that there's a voice off screen, there's a power that's influencing that we're not seeing, knowing that it's got people speculating. And who knows? Maybe. Matt, Matt might not have been their first choice, but maybe Matt becomes available and they plug him into that. You know, but, but, who, but I think they're just leaning into letting people speculate, essentially. <laughs> oh, uh, GOA when Brooks wrote, it will be Hornswoggle. God hey. help us. Um, hey, uh, I was going to say, if it's not a big payoff, then here's what needs to happen. 
Uno needs to literally like gut him off camera, whoever the real leader is, so they don't ever reveal it. And then it, Uno comes out, you know what I mean, and takes that surprise away from everybody, gets some more heat. Because yeah. they've got they're gonna have a lot to live up to if they continue to go down that road. That I've even heard like internet people try to say it's Jim Cornette, which would be a cold day in hell, <laughs> and he'd ever work there. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So like, there is good speculation, tons of it, um, which is sometimes good, sometimes it's not. I don't know. It's just a thought of Jim Cornette doing that. Can you imagine Jimmy's head? Jimmy's head would literally blow off of his shoulders. Of just, he got to make the the fucking evil Uno guy. He, poor Jimmy. Jimmy wouldn't be able to get through the first three minutes of one of those first matches without going. What (laughs) in the bleep is this? And 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 his in his tennis racket, the case around the tennis racket has a dark order logo. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe maybe it's uh, Vince Russo. You know, maybe it's Eric Bischoff. Bro. 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 <laughs> Bro. Bro. Do you guys, do you guys, do you guys skateboard? Do you guys Bro. want to skateboard? <laughs> to the Young Bucks. To the Young Bucks. He asked this question. <laughs> Bro. You know, Eric Bischoff would actually be a pretty decent payoff to this. What? Not right now. Not right now. No, he wouldn't. No. You don't think so? No. 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 Take, take the pen he, away from, he... from Bro. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's not doing anything. I mean, I don't. But know. but if if there was more time, it, like he if he we just didn't find out all this crap about him going back to WWE. I mean, part of the creative. If he had just gone off for a while, done his podcast, right, had nothing to do with active being in the business. Okay, then I could see that it'd be awesome. Yeah, you know, yeah. Cause it'd be a surprise. Um, but yeah, he's I don't think still to the business because he just left. He's just still too close to the business because he just left WWE. Okay. No, I buy that. Um, so we had Sammy Guevara versus John Moxley. The winner moves on to next week's number one contenders match. Ooh, come on! The hits keep coming. This shit was awesome. This was good. Although, okay, here's here's my minor point. I think if they were going to do the run in attack after, why have Guevara lose this match? I agree somewhat because Guevara was two and zero and was winning his matches, and I still think that dude. I think everybody thinks he's money. Yeah. Um, he's only, he's only going to get better. Why would you have him lose here, right? If he didn't need to do it. Here's why. Because I think their whole thing, their argument in the past had been, we're not going to cheap. We're not going to cheap, cheat in you viewers. We're going to give yes. you legitimate yes. finishes of matches. Yes. How many DQs have you seen in the AEW? They've been, they made it. And sometimes it's to their detriment. As I talk about when they, when the referees are, off doing whatever for three minutes at a time, but they seem steadfast to making sure there is a winner. It's kind of it's kind of like ECW always had a winner and had ECW rules, but AEW won't acknowledge that there's AEW rules. Here's so the after, other thing, really, hey, really quick. One other thing, I, yeah. one other thing I wanted to say um, is uh, this is also though why because of having definitive finishes, they do book themselves in corners because eventually. Like the Kenny Omegas are going to have losses on their records and, and, and so on, like happened the first go around. You see yeah. what I'm saying? And then they got into a place where the Young Bucks had a ton of losses, right? And and so did Kenny. The guys that need to have wins, it's impossible unless you have like 300 people on your roster and you can feed them people just to continuously beat. But then once they go against a Moxley, someone's got something's got to give there. 
So we're not going to see people with like seven and, uh, you know, what, 25 and two as their record down the road. There's no way. There's not enough talent yeah. there for that to happen. Yeah. I mean, no one's record, Matt, will be as good as uh, your record of being correct in arguments with your wife. I mean, it's here we are in 2020. Where did that come from? It was a throwback. Is that an inside joke? I'm not aware so of. Random. That was a throwback. Do I have to remember, Matt? It Am was I a throwback. Not? It was a couple oh, months yes, ago. We talked me. about if oh, every me. time you had a fight for, with your wife, an argument, mm -hmm. if there was a popped on screen, like here's Matt's record for the year in the times he was right in the argument, and Matt said it would be 50 and 0. <laughs> Good memory, Glenn. Sorry. I, I went into the desperately. You're desperately trying to get me heat. <laughs> my wife's probably watching the show right now at an airport connecting flights i gotta pick her up at 12 30 this evening so hi honey if you're watching thanks glenn yeah meanwhile my wife uh used some, the word gawping and i insisted that gawping was not a real word and she can't just make up words and then she like within seconds was on merriam webster proving me wrong um yeah so my record what probably, is it? gulping g-a-w G-A-W-P-I-N. It means the same as a P-I-N-G. Same as gawking. It means the exact same thing as gawking, like with a gobsmacked look. Gawping. And I insisted. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would have too. <laughs> I would have too. Yeah, so my record, not as good as Matt's, apparently, in marital arguments. Uh, anyhow, going uh, with this match. So this was a great match between these guys. But yeah, I would have liked to have seen uh, a DQ or something. I think it's weird that Moxley's got to have a number one contenders match against uh, Pack next week. I get that. I thought it was already set in stone. I thought we all knew Moxley was yeah. facing Jericho. Uh, yeah, me too. What? Why? Why? What's the need for this? I don't get. Well, it. They're, well, they're doing it next week on the Jericho crew, so I kind of feel like they just shotgun Ooh, made up a reason yeah. to have an attraction for the Jericho crews. Yeah. See, they got they got to be careful of that. Those are the type of things they need to be careful of. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about production. You know, I, I talk about production in these arenas. I'm very curious to watch what production is going to be on this, again, on this Jericho Cruise next week. That's where the show's happening. Oh, they're, they're showing that on TV? Yeah. That, yeah. That, that next week's Dynamite is coming from the, the cruise. So think uh, Monday Nitro from wow. Panama City is the way I think of this. I loved Nitro from Panama City. Somebody's going into everybody, the ocean. Somebody's going into the, in everybody, the pool. Everybody made fun of that. I thought it was so cool at the time. Uh, so after this match, the inner circle shows up, attacks Moxley. And the big thing is, uh, Jericho, uh, hit him in the eye with a spike. So Moxley's in the corner. Uh, they really sold the hell out of that. We saw him later in the night coming out with his, uh, I covered up lots of jokes, of course, at his expense about, uh, the pirate look he's going to be rocking, but man, to be on a boat, one eye and dealing with uh, the motion of the ocean, like, dude's going to need some Dramamine. That sounds like uh, not a fun match to wrestle. No, not at all. Yeah. Wrestling on a boat just sounds miserable. I don't even care if it the boat's does. still. Yeah. Not, yeah, not good. So hey, I'm, Lex, Lex yeah. suplexed Yoko on a boat, right? Aircraft carrier, dude. That thing is a freaking city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How bad do you think uh, the, the, the sea wake is in that? Yeah, yeah, you think there's any kind of wake or rocking up and down on that? No way. Yeah, definitely not. Um, so this was this was cool, right? I mean, this was a high point of the night. I think uh, this 
they're really doing everything right in building up this Moxley and Jericho match for a revolution. I just thought this was fantastic. Except for the, except in the morning contendership versus pack. It's going to be a great yeah. match. I just don't like that. They just threw it out there like that, but I'm totally picking nits. This match was badass. The entire storyline with Jericho versus Moxley is badass. It's a It's a very good storyline. Yes. Anthony Y pointing out Moxley will be looking like the bad guy from Waterworld. We can only hope. Or one-eyed one Willie from Goonies. That's what we should do in Tampa. We should make Raj Giri watch Goonies with us in an audience since he's never seen the film. That'll get old after like 10 minutes. Will it? Goonies is still pretty Raj is just going to sit there red-faced. That's, that's what Raj does when he gets embarrassed. He just sits there red-faced. Okay, we'll see. You know, Every, I don't know. I went and had drinks with him in New Orleans. He and his wife. That doesn't count. No, 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 no. That does not count. Him drinking. That doesn't count. Uh, okay, I'm about to say he was a pretty good time. That NWO Raj is a frigging three ring circus <laughs> of fun. I want to hang out with NWO Raj every night of the week if I could. Here's what <laughs> Raj was cool. His wife was cooler than him. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But here's oh, what we do. I want to meet her. That's cool. He's great. She's well, great. in Tampa, but we lie to Raj and we're like, oh, Raj, we're going to this thing, an indie <laughs> show. We're going to be the guest of honor from the podcast. <laughs> and we walk in and it's a movie theater and we're watching Goonies. So nobody tell Raj this is the plan. We're going to trick him. <laughs> Raj, we're a guest of honor in the podcast. <laughs> well, hey, Club party is having us the guest of honor. No, it's not the regular location. <laughs> this is a special separate event with the Bullet Club. You need to show up. <laughs> Raj, you're getting an award. Ra Ra website owner of the year. we got to go honor you. <laughs> 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 Dress up nice. He gets out of tux. He's taking him to the movie theater. <laughs> or we just take him into a room and right. it's an old CRT TV with a VCR hooked up to it and we're going to watch Goonies on VHS as God intended Raj, Raj the Bullet Club wants to make you an honorary member we're just coming to support you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good I'm, I'm just waiting for his uh, video feed to drop into this right now I'm waiting for him to. I'm, I, I know he's like listening somewhere. I'm, I'm sure he's definitely, yeah. definitely. Uh, anyhow, uh, MJF, the Blade, and the Butcher with the Bunny and Wardlow in tow versus Dustin Rhodes, QT Marshall, and DDP. I was really looking forward to this match. Were you really? Yeah, because I wanted to see DDP. I mean, I maybe I DDP. thought I thought he was going to get a little bit more than he got. He really didn't get to do a whole lot in this. It's tough. You it's super tough to get go, get back in the ring and wrestle after. God, I think I only took like what like three years off or something like that. And went back to Impact for a little bit, dude. It was hard. And um, he's sixty three. Yes, a little bit longer period of time off too. Yeah, right. I just I just want to believe. Imagine imagine having been in prison for the last twenty years or having been. Like Austin Powers cryogenically frozen, and you get thawed out, or you released from prison, and you turn on TNT, <laughs> and twenty years later, here's DDP wrestling with Tony Giovanni on commentary. What the fuck? Like you didn't, wow. you didn't miss a thing. You didn't miss anything. Twenty. That years. was long. I will say something that did, that was lost on me. Tony <laughs> Giovanni calling the action for a DDP yeah. match. That was lost on me. on TNT. Just, yeah. yeah, on TNT. Yeah. So uh, camera missed the final pinfall on this, which was uh, QT Marshall getting rolled up. Uh, I guess this explains why QT Marshall was in the match. Um, yes, but uh, yeah, they they, they, tip, they tipped they tipped their hand too much with that. I mean, 
as far as what you just said. That's exactly yeah. why he was in that match, and, it, and because he's never on TV, that, that 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 that's a dead giveaway. But you'd rather have him to be someone like that than somebody that that can't afford like a loss. Yeah, uh, I think part of it is just DDP now. I, I feel like he's just. I mean, so he's a bigger star now because he's brought in all these people that weren't even wrestling fans that follow him. Um, and they put DDPY over big time on commentary tonight. Okay. And I think he put it over as well with how good he looks for 63. Uh, but anyhow, so uh, MJF the Butcher and the Blade won this match. And uh, then after we got a promo with SEU, asked about their match next week against Omega and Page. And a drunk Adam Page rolled up and interrupted get some of his drink on uh, Christopher Daniels. Omega calms him down. And uh, yeah, what are they doing with Adam Page? It looks between this uh, and a segment with Private Party. I mean, it seems like this is going to be an alcohol angle. That, I mean, right? They're, they've now carried this through a couple weeks. Uh, yeah. Hey, look, let's see where it goes. Like, we always say we want storylines. This is a storyline. Sure. Let's, uh, I, I just want to see where it goes. You think it's going to turn into, speaking of Say by the Bell, you think it's going to turn into a very special episode at the end where everyone has like an intervention for Hangman Page? It's not cool, <laughs> it's not, it's not cool to spike the rum there, Screech. Um, it's, it's, leading for, it's leading for him to turn heel, obviously. That's yeah. my opinion. Yeah. I trust it's AEW to do an intervention segment more than I trust WWE to do an intervention segment. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I probably trust anyone. I trust well, a local elementary school to do uh, an intervention well, to be, skit with well, more be, nuance than WWE would. Well, to be fair, though, but AEW would probably miss the camera shot of the person admitting their first step of, of, of uh, addiction. Is admitting it <laughs> so, yeah. touche. Marco yeah. Stunt gets up to talk about how uh, Paige has uh, wronged him, and uh, yeah, the mic's the mic's not on. Um. <laughs> uh, these are things that have actually happened on AEW programming. Uh, so we had Pac versus Darby Allen. Oh, it was announced on February 19th in Atlanta. It will be Cody versus Wardlow in that steel cage. Uh, and we got Pac versus Darby Allen in the main event here. Winner moves on to the number one contenders match against John Moxley. And uh, wouldn't you know it, Pac got the win via pinfall over Darby Allen tonight. It's another loss. Wait, didn't Darby Allen just lose? He's lost yes. a lot. He's lost a lot. To Cody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, this is where rubber has to meet the road eventually with these wins and losses meaning things, right? Um, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that, right? Can't have Pac lose, especially in a number one contenders match coming up. That's and that's what's <sighs> that's what's weird. I, I, I'm that's what's weird. Every match that Darby's in, when I'm getting ready to watch it, I'm like, Darby's probably not going to win. But yet, <laughs> I'm st- I'm serious. But yeah, like he goes against Cody, he's not going to win. He goes against Pac, he's not going to win. But I'm no less the interested in him every time I see him. So I don't know if that's a me too. Uh, a, I don't know if it's a pat on the back to them or I don't know. Depend on the back to him that he's him, so damn yeah. good that you know he's going to lose versus these bigger stars, and you walk away going, "I was incredibly entertained." This dude is money. Um, he is. He's fun to watch. He really is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like him better. I, I know. I know. Pack is awesome, but I like. I like. Uh, what's his name better? 
Darby. Darby. And that's the point. That's why I'm frustrated. I I still stand by this. Like of everyone in AEW, you tell me who do I pick to be one of my top talents? And I think this kid, Mm -hmm. because there's no one else like him. Nope. Exactly. You know, and uh, with Pac, this is not to take away from Pac's wrestling ability, but I don't know. I mean, is he a top? Is he ultimately like a top, top guy? I don't know. I mean, we know he's losing to, to Moxley next week. Well, yeah. it's also it's also hard to picture him a top guy when he is. I mean, he's a clear, obviously like vicious heel, and, and their top guy. You know, Jer- when you have a heel heel champion in Jericho, it's hard. Like, I mean, it's hard for the ceiling for Pack is only so high because, like, as long as Jericho's the they title only, holder, they only have three top top guys. That's Cody, that's Jericho, and that's Moxley. Who else? Yeah, yeah. We're talking top top yeah. top guys yeah. here. Yeah. Right, we're talking John Cena for you know and Roman Reigns for WWE top guy. I just think about who I would tune in to watch a weekly television show about. Dude, the, the whole roster, almost the whole for me, almost the yeah. whole roster: Bucks, Kenny, Hangman Page, um, Darby, um, dude. We're just talking about right now's match. Um, uh, what's his name? Come on, uh, Panda, Sammy Guevara. What's his name? Sammy Guevara. Damn it. Okay, but I didn't watch his YouTube show. That's how pathetic that is. I did not remember his name. But let me ask you this, man. It's the weekend. You just finished binge watching The Mandalorian for the second time. Okay. You see on Netflix there are two series you can watch. One is about Mm -hmm. that bastard pack, or one is about Darby Allen, this crazy kid with a death wish. No challenge whatsoever, Darby. Yes. Yeah. That's my point. And I would say over most people on the roster, Darby's someone who I would watch a TV show about. Alone every week because I think the guy just got mad charisma, crazy intriguing. Um, so I hope they have something for him. But Pack won this tonight. Now Pack, after talking to Tony Schiavone, saying that it looks like Moxley is going to forfeit next week, Moxley got out of the ambulance, marched back into the ring, said, uh, marched back onto the ramp, said, "I don't care if I'm blind. I've got one eye, no eyes. I don't care if I'm half dead." He is facing Pack next week uh, to get that number one contendership to face Jericho. At Revolution, I believe him. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to go over time tonight. I thought they were going to give a little fu to uh, NXT because they, they knew that that I don't, I don't Battle think, Royal was going to be hot. I don't think they can. Well, obviously, they can't. There's yeah. something called the next show coming on. Right. <laughs> it was a showing of Pain and Gain, which is a very good movie. Oh, it's hilarious! I love that movie. Probably The Rock's best acting work. He did really well in that, you got to admit. And no, he's freaking yoked. Speaking of the Rock, RIP, Rocky Johnson. Yes. Very sad. Uh, we'll talk about that. Rocky Johnson died today? Yes. Oh, no, that, was one of our, that was one of our news items. I just figured it was a segue to put it in there right now. <laughs> it's a segue. Well, but you said the Justin, Rock. Justin, you, you can do an entire show about Rocky Johnson and eulogizing and Yo, talking about listen it. to me. He showed me how to throw my first wrestling wor- wor- working punch. Yeah, he passed away today. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious! He was our trainer for uh, a little bit in OVW. Really? I didn't know he was still training then. He can He yeah. He was. Wow. Um. Holy crap! I need to start reading wrestling websites again. I didn't know. That. 
sorry, I'm not laughing in the circumstance. No, I thought I thought you would have seen that, Matt. That was uh, yeah, definitely all over the place today. Um, uh, Justin, do we want to cover that now, just before we jump into NXT? Yeah, I mean, there's not much more to say. I, I mean, he he passed away. Uh, he was um, sorry, I pull him back up here. He was 75. Um, this was right off Wrestling Inc. No word yet on what led to his passing. Um, but the news came out tonight. So, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I, you know, his, his, his accolades, you know, well, well known, well, well, uh, well documented. But, uh, yeah, they, I thought it was pretty cool, too. Both AEW Dynamite and NXT started with a in memoriam slide for him. I thought that was very class. You'd expect it, you'd expect WWE to do so since he, Work for WWE and of course The Rock, being the WWE family. I thought it was very classy of AEW to also uh, to do that. So it's pretty cool. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about NXT, and I feel like we're going to get through this pretty quickly. Yeah, let's just do the highlights. We're not going to go. So we don't need to go segment by segment. Which is a shame. No, we don't. Like I, I don't want to make a habit of this. I'm just stating I don't want to make a we, habit. Of this. We just have to go with what the vibe is, and, and the vibe is that NXT was just clear second fiddle. Let's just take the headlines real quick. So Keith Lee came out, they opened the show, not with his match against Roderick Strong for the North America Championship. Instead, he cut a promo, but he was beat down by Undisputed Era. Um, they were talking about what they did to Imperium, Tommaso Ciampa, and uh, saying Lee is next. Um, then, uh, oh, let's see, Ciampa ran down to the ring. Yeah. Lee did fight them off. Um, it was... It was good. I, I was distracted by the fact that Lee had uh, Keith Lee had the shirt that said Legion with the two E's. I was like, that is brilliant. Um, but all in all, man, just yeah, don't start with a promo segment uh, when your competition's going with a really, really hot match like AEW did tonight. Um, Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic match The Broser Waits, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn versus Flash, Morgan Webster, and Mark Andrews. I thought this, I thought this match was too long. It didn't need to be this long. Uh, you know, Riddle and Dunn win. I thought this was like almost too competitive. Like I know it's the oddball pairing of the two of the of Dunn and Riddle, but it like it just went too long. Like it doesn't need to be this long. They should have their win could have came quicker. Yeah, agree with pipe bombs waiting on the return of Velveteen Dream. I feel like his presence is missed more and more every week on NXT. They- Absolutely. Desperately need him back. Um, after that, we saw what happened at TakeOver UK this past weekend with the Undisputed Era attacking Imperium. Uh, did you watch TakeOver UK or highlights from it, Matt? I did. Yeah, so that was the end of the show. and the uh, whole show. Yeah. Um, Undisputed Era. Dinner, but which basically... Which basically gives away what the end of this Dusty Tag tournament is. <laughs> yeah. It does. It does. Um, then, so Keith Lee, uh, was rushed in after the attack on his leg. Next week's title matches is in jeopardy. We'll have an update later tonight. Then, uh, Champa named the Velveteen Dream Imperium and Keith Lee said it's clear the Undisputed Era is a hit list, but so does he and NXT champion Adam Cole is on his hit list. Um, so he wants his life back. He's taking it back. Undisputed Era rushed in and beat him down. And then Gargano came out uh, to team up with him. DIY chance filled full sale. Um, do you think this was almost like an understated moment? Should this have been bigger, Matt, tonight? Gargano and Ciampa? As far as what? Being advertised? What do you mean? Well, no, I mean, just they had this moment. But they've had they've had some moments that have showed they were cool in recent weeks. 
You know, I feel like this would have been a really good takeover surprise, right? To have Gargano come out, save Ciampa, getting the band back together. Definitely. I agree with that. But, you know, we just got on them for not having good content on their show. Opposite of AEW, this is really good content. Yeah. Uh, We have the Time Splitter site, Alex Shelley and Kushida versus the Grizzled Young Veterans, James Drake and Zach Gibson. What would you think of this match where the Grizzled Young Veterans won? Grizzled Young Veterans is a terrible name, but they are really good. I I, I caught their act on the UK, NXT UK this weekend. I was impressed by them. I'm pissed my boy Alex Shelley was involved in a losing match, but happy he was on TV. I want to get your take on this, Matt. So we saw footage from earlier today of Chelsea Green with Robert Stone, Robbie E, out there together. Mm -hmm. And Robert Stone talking about she was the hottest free agent. Now she's part of the Robert Stone brand. Meltzer acknowledging uh, this is probably a parody of Tony Khan with what they're doing with Robert Stone. And Robbie E is Robert Stone. What am I missing? No. Someone asked Meltzer, he said he didn't think originally, but Meltzer said after seeing it in action, they think that they're having the Robert Stone character come across very much like Tony Khan from AEW. Uh, I don't get that at all. I don't don't think so, and I just... I will admit there is a little bit of resemblance to what the Robbie Stone character looks like to Tony Khan, but I'm pretty sure Robbie has been like working on this alter ego idea of a character be before we before Tony Khan became a a figure to wrestling fans. First of all, this has nothing to do with Tony Khan. It's friggin' Arliss Michaels. How do you guys not anybody not see this? That is Arliss, world's world world renowned sports agent. <laughs> I just had to Google it because I was like, is Matt Morgan really making a reference to the 1990 show Arliss here in the year 2020? I am. Wow, big Arliss fan. It's what it is. He's a sports agent. I think, Matt, you're the only person that knows the character Arliss's last name. That's why I was like, he can't be talking about the show. Nope, Arliss Michaels. That was his name. Okay, there you have it. But it is. He's a sports agent. Yes. I, I don't get the connection to Tony Khan whatsoever. Not so it's Jerry talks. Maguire. Jerry Maguire, fine. But okay. a little, little bit different. This one's a little bit more motivational. Yeah, okay. I could see it in, um, in, 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 in a heel sense, but continue. Yes. Uh, Tyler Breeze versus Leo Rush versus Isaiah Swerve Scott to see who's going to be the number one contender for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. And uh, I don't know. I mean, this seemed pretty predetermined that Swerve was going to come yes. out the victor here. Yes. Friggin' yes. No question. Breeze does not need to be in this, by the way. He's a better, bigger star than this. But with Fandango potentially injured again, Breeze has got to do something. I would love to see Breeze get a sure. run at anything. Yeah, something a little bit more major than that. But yeah, okay. Um, so uh, it's going to be a fatal four-way at Worlds Collide uh, with Swerve, Angel Garza, the champion, and two NXT UK superstars to be named. Um. Rhea Ripley cut a promo, mentioned how she's going to defeat Tony Storm at Worlds Collide. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, and of course, if she retains, she's going to go to TakeOver Portland. How was the women's match at TakeOver UK too? Or Blackpool? Dude, you, you didn't see it? I didn't get. I didn't have a chance to yet. I was busy. Uh, had some live events this week. Pretty damn impressive. Pretty nice. damn good, dude. It says it's good. Oh, Better check it out. Um... 
let's see. So backstage, we had Kathy Kelly with Johnny Gargano. She asked about saving Tommaso Ciampa. Ciampa comes up and thanks him. Gargano asks if Ciampa heard about the challenge from Mustache Mountain. And they agreed to team up again for old time's sake. Uh, Undisputed Era ran over. Security stopped them from attacking. Keith Lee ran over, put someone in the bushes with a pounce. Lee's angry, tossed someone into the windshield of a car, shattering it, and tossed another guy onto a table. Lee says the prophecy will end next week. This was a, you know, I'm thinking about this. This was a really cool segment that was buried in kind of a mediocre show. Like this. It was. This this made him look like an animal. It looked, it made him look like a beast. Yeah. Like when's the last time someone got tall? I mean, the car thing. Yeah, it was cool. It was a cool moment. I'm surprised. Uh, it was. Just unfortunately, there was a lot of uninteresting stuff tonight, but not the main event. Um. Yeah. So, uh, and they did announce wow. it will be DIY reunited against Mustache Mountain at Worlds Collide. Man, DIY's reunion at Worlds, like Worlds Collide, I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but they're treating this like a takeover, even though we've got a takeover a month from today. Um, but th- that's going to happen in Royal Rumble weekend. But let's talk about the Battle Royal tonight to crown a new number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship. We had Tegan Knox, Mercedes Martinez, Bianca Belair, Candice LeRae, Vanessa Bourne, Caden Carter, Mia Yim, Santana Garrett, Io Shirai, Shotzi Blackheart, Zia oh. Lee, Casey uh, Cananzaro, Shayna Baszler, Catalina, MJ oh. Jenkins, Deanna Perrazzo, Jessica Mia, and Indy Hartwell. Um Forget a WWE women show. Just give me these women on a show. Dude, freaking stacked. Stacked. There so is not, good. There's not one weak link in there. Okay, someone can make a few arguments here and there for some of them. Fine. But come on. Like 99.9%. That is grade A badass wrestlers. Like yeah. A pluses across the board as far as how damn talented and good they are and how much. Dude, they're doing some different level. I agree with you, Glenn, on that. Yeah, this is all I need, man. And what's with Casey coming back tonight? That was huge. Big surprise. We were told she was done. She got a great pop, too. I thought so. She got a great pop. This is this is like NXT just kind of rubbing it into AEW saying, look, look at we have so many great females. We can have a great battle royal. You know, like like, you know, there's so many of them. And that was a great, that's what it felt like. It was like, they're taking all their toys out. Like, remember when you were a kid? I don't know if you guys did this. I'm totally going (laughs) to make fun of myself, but here we go. Add this to my Hulk Hogan mockery, all right? Hulk Hogan doll mockery, folks. But I used to take all my, before one of my friends would come over to come over after school, right? I would set up the night before all of my Transformers on top of my bureau. Autobots versus Decepticons. And I'd have them all like positioned and shit. Like they're battling. It was my way of showing off of all my badass Transformers because I had the most in my class. And that yeah. was my way of putting it on display and like showing off. Like that's some serious dorkdom shit. Let's just call it Spade a Spade. But, um, but I, that's what this tonight felt like with AEW putting out all their, I mean, NXT putting out all those women, all the great uh, talents they have in that women's division and yeah. flaunting that. Right. Like, P.S., this is better than Raw's division. P.S., this is better than SmackDown's right. division. They they could have just had a triple threat or fatal four-way that had, you know, Shayna who came back. Any, they could have just had Shayna. They could have just had Shayna. They could have just had Shayna, Shirai, and Bianca. And just had that and the winner. But they said, no, we're going to toss them all out there just so you guys can see that we have so much deeper of a women's roster. So much. Than the crazy. Than, than what the opposition has, it was it was, and I, I'm feeling Bianca. Bianca won. 
I'm feeling Bianca. I'll tell you what. Every time I hear her music, I find myself doing like the Labar jiggle. I'm just doing this. And then like I'm watching the screen. <laughs> I can't take my eyes off the screen. I am feeling Bianca Belair. Yeah. Hot she's committed to Bianca Belair. But there you have it. She'll be, she's, been, she's been a, a megastar from the minute she was on that screen, dude. From day one, you could see it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, like I said, if you had a fighting game of women's wrestling, she's the character I'm picking all the oh time. Right? Yeah. I'm spamming that hair attack. Like uh, Blanco. Over and over and over. Yeah. 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 If, I'm yeah. Walk, if I'm walking through Southeast Washington, D.C., I'm taking Bianca Belair with me. <laughs> there you have it. Um, no, this was great. And let's talk about this. Shayna Baszler entering the match tonight. Right? Mm-hmm. Former champ. Longest NXT women's champ entering this yep. match, and I'm thinking, oh shit, she's gonna win this. They're gonna give her a swan song match to make Rhea yeah. at uh takeover Portland. And then goddamn Shotzi Blackheart eliminated Shayna Baszler tonight. I had uh the guy the best man at my wedding, one of my oldest friends, the guy that was in a band with me, had to tweet at him tonight where he does a podcast with Shotzi Blackheart about horror movies. And I was like, next hmm. time I see you, I have to explain to you what a huge deal this was for your girl tonight. That yeah. she eliminated Shayna freaking Baszler from a Royal Rumble or from a Battle Royal. Yeah. Huge. It was. It was huge. Shotzi, I mean, huge star. Huge star uh, in the making. There's so much talent mm-hmm. on that NXT women's roster, but Bianca Belair did come out victorious tonight. She's going to face Rhea Ripley at TakeOver Portland. Um, like, I, I'm ready to say it. I don't care what goes on last. That, for me, is going to be the main event of that takeover. This match should be so incredible. No question. They, it, why would they make that the main? You know what I mean? Because uh, Undisputed Era is probably going to have something going on. I don't think that needs to be the main. I really don't. I feel like Rhea, what they did with her victory and have the audience come in and hold her up. I mean, I think Rhea's a draw right now. She is. Um, now, but it is going to be weird though, because remember takeover Portland, there's no WWE. There's no SmackDown in the same city the night before. There's no WWE pay-per-view in town the night after. So this is going to be interesting. Is takeover Portland sold out, Justin? Uh, I mean, no, is I it a big know. venue? Like, I'm really curious how this is going to look and do this is, I, I don't know. In a long time. Yeah. I don't know. And Portland's not a regular market they run. So, uh, I don't know if that helps or hurts them here. I don't know if that helps them in terms of people clamoring to, to see live, you know, WWE, or if, if if it's a, I can't imagine they decide to go do a pay per view in a market if they didn't feel if they felt it was too soft. But I, I don't know. Uh, Ernie is saying Bianca will lose though, right? Okay with it, but excited for both. Bian- Bianca's got to lose. Yes, I mean yes. Rhea's got to, yeah. Um, Matt, do you- Matt, Matt, how excited were you to see Shayna Baszler back in NXT? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought I was this gonna, was great. I personally, I thought I was going to say this was good use of her. This got somebody else over. Do you think tonight is the last time we see Shayna Baszler in NXT? I don't know how to answer that because no. I think they, I think they are stuck right now in the conundrum of NXT is an equal brand. And I think, as I've said before. She got to be part of that main event at Survivor Series, and it didn't go the way Vince wanted. And I, I and I think 
I, I think NXT, I, I, not that Triple H wouldn't want her in NXT, but I think basically it's kind of like, all right, we're not using her on Raw or SmackDown. I, I think she's just going to be back in NXT, which maybe that's the best thing for her. Maybe, maybe she fits the best there. I don't know. But Alonzo Smith uh, predicting Rhea is going to defeat Tony Storm at Worlds Collide and Bianca take over Portland. Yeah, I think Rhea is going to have that title for a very long time, unless, unless Vince interferes and keep your hands off Rhea Ripley. She is perfect where she is in NXT right now. They all are. Yeah. They all are. I don't want to see them go to any of those other shows unless see I wish the women didn't have to stick to one show. I wish we could see like crossovers. You know what I mean? So like Charlotte Flair shows up and wrestles Rhea just yeah. on NXT. Do you know what I mean? Or stuff like that. I don't know. There's so many good talents in that damn division. No, I agree. Uh so what else do we got before we wrap this up here, Justin? Uh, we, we covered two. We covered two of the three already. Obviously, we talked about the AEW TV. We talked about uh, the passing of Rocket Johnson. Uh, the only other story that we were going to bring up here is um, Triple H apologizes to Paige just to catch everybody up real quick. Triple H did some media while they were over in the UK um, this past weekend. He he did a kind of just a sit down at a table uh, with some with some local media, and he. Um, <laughs> He was just kind of going on and on. I don't even remember the context, but he basically, you can watch the video. It's on Wrestling Inc. He basically made a, it was just a very impassing comment, joke of like, oh, you know, maybe you know, they don't have kids they don't know about. Well, maybe Paige does. He basically made a joke that that Paige might have kids that she's not aware of. You can go watch the video to see the context of what, you know, it wasn't a premeditated, you can just watch it. Anyways. The internet exploded with that. Paige even commented and quoted a tweet that had the video and said, you know, well, of course I'm still going to get bullied in life. My, you know, my own boss is still, you know, Triple H got a lot of flack and other women stepped up in defense of Paige saying, you know, not cool that Triple H would make a joke like this and just insensitive. Um, Triple H did uh, go public today, though, and said that he, um, uh, and said that he did ultimately uh, apologize to Paige. He said he's reached out to Paige to apologize, made a terrible joke. He's sorry if it offended her or anyone else. So, uh, some some closure to what has been one of the top stories of the week, which is which is that. So, there you so, have yeah. it. He is at BP Matt Morgan. He's at Justin Labar. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. We'll catch you back here Friday. Uh, actually, no, I won't be here this Friday. Uh, but Matt will with Raj and Michael. Um, Ooh. <laughs> sorry dude i got comedy to go watch uh Sketchfest is going on in san francisco uh for the next couple weeks uh but i'll be back here monday we'll talk about raw it'll all be good when do we when do you think really quick before we leave the air should we tell the fans now about my and your podcast that we're opening or should we <laughs> wait until next let's let's wait the next week to talk about that on the air after raw there we go. oh i'm getting i'm getting a text from raj i'm gonna get a text from raj uh the fans are gonna love this announcement you're gonna hear it after raw coming up monday night <laughs> what happened tune in. what happened in the limp biscuit podcast glenn <sighs> work lifetime jeez yeah you know All right, what guys have a have a yeah. great evening go pick we'll up your back. wife go drive to the airport i gotta go okay. catch you back here on the wrestling here. podcast take care This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. 
Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.